is bearing me my shame who could carry that kind away it was my soul till I met I was breathing the night alive. All my fears I tried to hide. The old man knew Jesus when I met you.
Good morning and welcome to MVCC. We are so excited and grateful that you've chosen to spend part of your weekend here with us. If you're new with us for the first time, we would love to connect with you. Um, there's a couple different ways for you to do that. One is by going right below this video and clicking the link that'll bring up a connect card. And another is by texting the word connect to the number on your screen. Service is something we believe in strongly here at MVCC, and that isn't something that changes just because our circumstances are a little bit different. Um, you've done some amazing things these past few weeks. You've donated food to our food drive, you've donated blood. Last week, we were able to provide uh, healthy snacks to some of the medical professionals in our area, and we wanna continue doing that. We wanna continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Um, so we want to provide opportunities for you to do that, and we are constantly updating our serve page if you click on that serve button below this video, you'll be able to stay updated on how you can do that. Lastly, we are a church who gives. Uh, we know Jesus calls us to give in the good times and the bad, and we want to make it as easy as possible for you to do that. You can go to our website, you can give through our app, or you can do it directly through the link below this video. Over the past few weeks, Pastor Mike has been walking us through 1 Peter. I can't wait to hear what he has in store for us. Let's check it out. Hey, I'm so glad that you tuned in to MVCC today. Just thank you so much for allowing us to be in your home, wherever you might be. Uh, we're going to be in the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, and we're just making our way. If you've been with us for a few weeks, we're making our way chapter by chapter, verse by verse. I've, I've entitled this particular uh, series called Beyond the 52. And the reason I, I called it Beyond the 52 is I, I just believe once we are touched with the love of God, once we experience God's love and we make a decision to say, yes, I want to follow Jesus Christ, there's no looking back, man. It's, not, it's more than 52 Sundays out of the year. It's all day, every day, 
365 days a year. And this particular book that's written, I think, speaks to the very time that we're living in right now, even with the coronavirus. But before we get to the chapter, chapter number four, I just wanted to talk about what I think Peter is saying through this entire book. And that is about the word preparation and commitment. See, I, I believe when we're moved with the love of God, when we make a decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. Jesus Christ is the greatest thing that can ever happen to our life because he gives us a love that's for free, a love that will never leave us, and he gives us a love that wakes us up in the morning that we have purpose and direction. So I just believe an on-fire, passionate relationship with Jesus Christ that's built on love, number one, if you're taking some notes, is a relationship with God will not reach its full apex until you are fully committed to Jesus Christ. It's not a half commitment. It's not just Sundays, 52, or churches, I go to a place. We are the people of God. If we're following Jesus, we are his church. And so relationship with him is total commitment. It's a total devotion to him. Commitment means that we may have to suffer. And that's what goes along here in the book of 1 Peter. There we're going through some really difficult times. There was an emperor, a leader there that really wanted to destroy Christianity. He was out to annihilate Christians. He wanted to destroy them, put them in prison. He wanted to discredit them. So Peter writes about you've got to stay committed in preparation because the unknown may happen. We don't know if we're going to live tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to be thrown into prison. We don't know if we're going to be called on a false accusation. So Peter is really stirring up something for the believers there. You must be committed and you must prepare for the unknown. I have yet to meet a successful person in whatever arena of life it is, if it's business or family or vocation or schooling or education. I have yet to meet anyone who's successful that did not go through some type of suffering. It's, it's just inevitable. In fact, if Jesus went through suffering, we will also have to suffer as well. But take courage because in the preparation, God will give us strength to get through it, which leads to number two. Live by what we can give, not by what we can get. True commitment to Jesus Christ demands that we live our life by what we can give to someone and not what we can get. The gospel demands, the good news demands total self. Here's the guarantee out of all this. When we commit, when we devote ourselves, when we prepare, which we're going to read about here in just a moment, when we prepare that life that God has given us, we will have to go through some un being uncomfortable. So here's the question. Are we comfortable with being uncomfortable? Because the Christian life is uncomfortable sometimes. In fact, I don't ever find in the Bible where Jesus ever said, following me is easy. It's uncomfortable. I certainly understand being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Most of the time when I walk into Home Depot, I feel uncomfortable. I'm not by nature a fix-it guy. I don't do things, you know, able to fix anything, create things. And I don't comfortably, you know, put on the tool belt and the, 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 the gloves and, 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 and the hard hat and just all that. That's not comfortable for me. In fact, my mother-in-law asked if I'd come over and fix part of her roof, her rain gutter, when this torrential rains that we had a couple of weeks ago, it just got all clogged up with leaves and debris. And so she asked if I'd come out and flush it out and, and help her out. I said, of course, I'm going to help my mother-in-law. So I climbed on the roof, put up the ladder, climbed on the roof, got everything done. And when I went down to get off the roof onto the ladder, a, a, a gust of wind had blown this huge trash bag over the ladder. So I just, you know, took my foot out to kick off the 
the, the trash bag and unfortunately I kicked the ladder and it fell down. And as it's falling down, it was like in slow motion. I could see myself and the ladder going down. No, I am stuck on this roof all by myself. Everybody's in lockdown. Nobody can hear me. Can anybody help? My mother-in-law wasn't home. Nobody was home. I am stuck on this roof. And I'm starting to think I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here forever. And I remembered I had my cell phone, of course. So I call my sons. Son, can you come get me? You're not going to believe what happened. I had an accident. The ladder fell. I'm stuck on this roof. Can you come over to grandpa's house and get this ladder? Of course he did. Came down, got down from the ladder. And of course I was okay. And here's the point of all that is that the blessed life is not a comfortable life. We have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable when we commit our life to Jesus Christ. And if Jesus had to suffer, we will definitely have to suffer. We may have to go through difficulties. That's what 1 Peter really is about. It's about arming ourselves. In fact, let's pick it up here in chapter 4. We're going to read verses uh, 1 through, through 6. If you just follow along with me, if you have a Bible, if not, it's okay. You can just listen. 1 Peter 4 says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, we talked about that, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for human evil desires, but rather for the will of God. But you, follower of Christ, have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans used to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, indecible idolatry, they are surprised that you do not join in with them in their reckless, wild living, and therefore they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached, even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. Let's just stop here for a moment. And just what we were talking about is, Peter's saying, arm yourself, man. Don't go back to the old ways. And don't be surprised when you start living with a new life in Jesus Christ that there are going to be those who are going to try and discredit you. They, they figure, you know, how come you're not partying with us the way that you used to party? But he wants us to stand strong, arm ourselves, prepare and commit to walking with Jesus. Accepting Jesus Christ, that's easy. But following Jesus in a world where there's opposition and there's turmoil, and there's famine and disease and there's the devil and there's our own evil desires. and all. It's difficult. And so we want to make sure that we're hearing God. But God, you're telling us to prepare and to commit for the unknown, which leads to verses 11. I want to pick up here. The reality is we're not getting any younger. Time is winding down. We want to make the most Remember in chapter three, he says, make the most of every opportunity. And that might be, if you're watching this, maybe for the first time or hearing the fact that God loves you and it's the gift of free salvation, um, that might be something you're hearing for the first time. And our hope is that you would say yes to Jesus Christ. But for those who have said yes already and following, he's got some, some advice about preparation. And so here we pick it up. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love, love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling and complaining. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others faithfully, stewards of God's grace in its various forms. 
What he's really saying here to us, the best place to be, this is point number three, is in the center of God's will. Being in the center of God's will means that we are obeying what he called us to obey, regardless of how we feel about it, regardless of what's happening in the circumstances around us, regardless of whether we see the result of it or the fruit of it. It's not just believing all the right stuff. It's living the right stuff. That's what becomes exciting about following Jesus. God's not looking for church members who just sit and take up space in a seat on Sunday morning for 52 Sundays. He's looking for available people who are definitely don't have it all together because none of us do. He's looking for people who are willing to live out the good news of Jesus Christ. He's not looking for the pat answer. Yes, I believe the Bible. Yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, I believe in God, which is great, but he's looking for people to live it out. This time right now in this corona chaos is a wonderful opportunity for us to live for Jesus Christ and offer hope to others. Which leads to point number four, if you're following in your notes. We're all in the same storm, but we're definitely in a different boat. We're in the same storm, but we're in a different boat. What does that mean? Exactly what Peter just told us to do here. We've been given certain gifts offer hospitality, love one another. We're in the storm of the chaos of the coronavirus, but we all have a different assignment with what God's given us. So here's the question. What are the gifts that God has given you? And what's the assignment he's given you for this specific time? And how are we preparing our life to serve somebody else? You know, right now you can go to the MVCC app and you can click on where it says spiritual gifts and you can actually answer a few questions there and it'll lay out for you what your spiritual giftings are. I think that everyone who's a Christ follower should know their gift and where they're serving their gift for others to know the good news of Jesus Christ. It's just, it's just part of who we are. We got to see ourselves as on assignment. And here's, here's the fact of the matter. There's a lot of people right now, and you know as well as I do, that are hurting they have a lot of questions that are dealing with loneliness, fear, loss of job, loss of family members, loss of just the uncertainty of knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. When is it going to get back to the norm? We hear that phrase a lot. Here, here's the reality. I'm not looking to go back to the way it was. I'm looking for a new norm. And the new norm looks like this. People who understand and see that God loves them and wants a relationship with them and they want to step into that relationship. And for those that have said yes to that relationship, we are fully committed. We are fully devoted by doing what Jesus called us to do, even in the midst of the storm. And I was taking my golden retriever out for a walk uh, uh, about a week ago. And in my neighborhood, our trash night is Monday night. So I was walking with her. She's uh, about a year old. She's a puppy. She's erratic. She's crazy. Her brain's not fully deformed, so she bumps into walls. She runs into things. She knocks things over. She doesn't know when the stop button is. She's just crazy. And our whole house has been in an uproar. So we got to take her on like three walks a day. So late night, that's my shift. So I'm taking her for a walk. She's bumping into trash cans. She's falling over. The one night she had whacked herself into the trash can so much that it tipped it over. And when it tipped over, I went to pick it up and I noticed the rattling in there of cans and bottles. And I got to tell you, they ain't Coca-Cola and they ain't Pepsi. Meaning 
And I just heard on the news a couple of weeks ago that alcohol consumption is definitely on the rise. It tells me this. We got a lot of folks that are turning to something that's really not going to give them peace. It's really not going to give them eternal value. It's not going to give them what they're looking for on the inside, fulfillment and answers to life. Jesus Christ gives us peace and answers to life. And we got a lot of people, I think, that are turning to those things for answers rather than turning to Jesus Christ who loves us. So for a lot of folks that struggle with addiction, being lonely and alone is, is, a, is, is a tough place to be. They may go back into that addiction. Uh, we got a lot of folks who are working in the essentials right now, who are experiencing a lot of trauma and stress in their life. And when all this crisis is over, they're going to be dealing with PTSD. They're going to be dealing with a lot of stuff. And they're going to need people who can love them for free and comfort and support and bring them hope and bring them a lot of what they need that they can't find out there in the world. So putting all this together, number one, if you're taking some notes, God, use me. If, if that's your prayer for the very first time, you may be listening to this or watching this right now. I want you to know from the depth of our heart and from the very Bible itself, from God's word, that God loves you for free right where you are. And to show you the depth of his love, 2,000 years ago, he laid himself down on a cross. He didn't just die there for your sins and for mine, but he rose on the third day to show us that he conquers over death. He conquers over sin and he gives us the hope of eternity. So number one, receiving Jesus Christ and, and deciding to follow him is the best decision you can ever make. If you've already made that decision, then God, use me in the midst of this pandemic by preparing my heart. God, what do I do? Even if it takes me being in an uncomfortable place, I'm willing, God. I'm willing to do it. So that means I'm going to discipline. I, I want you to make a decision right now to discipline yourself to godliness. Discipline yourself to the commitment of following Jesus Christ. Are we saved by grace? Absolutely. Do we follow Jesus by grace? Absolutely. Which means we may take two steps forward and three steps back, but we just get up and we keep following him. So I've been listening to a lot of sermons and podcasts and stuff. I love what one guy said. We got a lot of time on our hands in this lockdown. Read our Bible. This is a wonderful time to pray. It's a wonderful time to devote ourselves to the disciplines of God. And I want to encourage you to do that. Why? If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. God provides so that in all things he may be praised through Jesus Christ to give him the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. He's saying, I want you to serve somebody else so that they'll know that God loves them, the truth of the gospel. Number three, sitting around as a family or maybe a friend or a close a loved one. And, you know, let's pray and ask God for some things that we can do right now to help somebody else and prepare for what God may bring in the future. Here's a couple of questions and then we're done. What do people get when they get you? Meaning when we're in somebody's presence, when we walk into the room, do they sense and know that you're with God? because you've prepared yourself, you've committed yourself. I certainly, number two, I don't want to be a liability to the kingdom by the way that I live. I don't want to go backwards. I want to keep moving forward. I want you to keep moving forward. I want us as a church family to keep moving forward and therefore be a help, an asset 
to the kingdom of God by loving and serving someone else. Hey, listen, at the end of the day, it's all about a decision to follow Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you to decide to say yes to Jesus. And he's simply a prayer away. And the prayer is, Lord, I just commit my life. Forgive me for the things that I've done wrong. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for rising from the dead. And I receive you now. And that decision is the best decision you'll ever make. And for those that have made that decision, I want to ask you to keep following. Keep committing yourself. Keep the preparation going, knowing that God has called us to something great, to love, serve, and be there for people who need him the most. Hey, I I look forward to seeing you next week online. And I really look forward to the day when we'll all be together again in church services at MVCC. Love you all, and we'll see you next week. God bless.